Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. There's a place for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, there's a time, there's a place, there's a purpose for everything under the sun. Oh, you understanding tonight? There's a place. There's a place for everything. There's a place for every person. And notice what he also says. Everything has to be in its place. Because if everything is not in its place, it will create chaos. It will create disorder. So what is the best way to maintain order? How many of you are, you, you have that that, that, what do you call that? That C, what they call, help me out, that compulsive disorder. Uh, you know, how many of you have that? I'm going to confess, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, this is my God-given nature. Everything has to be in order. When things are out of order, my eyes start twitching. I can't function in this order. Amen. It has to be order. Amen. When I walk into a place, I want it to be in order. If I walk into a restaurant and if it's chaotic, I will not stay very long because I function better in order. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Because some of you can't accept this because your life is out of order. Don't let me go to your house. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to leave that alone. Everything out of place. Everything out of place. The, 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 The cup is supposed to be in the sink. Or in the cabinet, but it's under the, the bed. It's on the sofa. The shoes are supposed to be in the closet. Amen. But as soon as you get there, you leave the shoes there by the door. Everything in this place. Everything has a place. Tell somebody say, everything in this place. Everything has a place. Or else you have disorder. And when things are, are chaotic, and when, the, when you begin to create a lifestyle of disorder, things start piling up. It's like when you don't deal with issues, like when you're supposed to deal with issues. You just sweep them under the rug. After a while, there's going to be a big lump. And you're going to be like, where that lump came from? I'm going to tell you, you swept it under the rug. You didn't deal with it. Come on, somebody. Order. You'll never find your place living a life out of order. You've got to get in divine order with your life. You've got to learn how to put God first. Every single day of the week, and yes, that includes your Sundays, that includes your Tuesdays, that includes your time where you get the word. The reason why God won't show you or reveal to you things that he wants you to do is because you're not interested in him the way you need to be interested in him. Your life is out of order. You're more concerned about things than you are about him. You're more concerned about your job. And anytime you put your job before God, amen. See, God did not give you that job for you to put first. <clears throat> oh, I know it's getting hot in here. <laughs> he gave you that job, amen, not to be your source, but to be another channel for you to be a divine witness for him. And yes, he knows your needs. And yes, he knows that you have to take care of your family. But you are not to get it mistaken. You are not to get it twisted. God comes first in every area of your life. (laughs) Glory to God. So everything, there's a place for everything. There's, There's a place for every person. God created you to function in a certain place, in a certain environment. Now, I know, you know, uh, the, the life coach in me, uh, you know, I like to teach people about their life purpose, their, you know, finding your purpose in life. 
But we have to put the order first. We have to find our purpose first in the kingdom. Hmm. Because if we put me first, you know, if, 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 you know with, the, with the understanding, where it don't matter what's going on in the body of Christ. I got my own assignment. I got my own destiny fulfilled. It's about me. It's about me. It's about me. I need to get Joyce Meyer to come and talk about what about me, what about me, what about me, what about me. If you are me-minded, you're going to be cut off from your divine purpose. Because we have to seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6, 33. It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. Here's what God wants to do. Yes, there are personal dreams that you have. Yes, there are personal visions that you have. But God sent you to this church because he wants to bridge a gap. Because as your pastor, there's something far bigger than me and something far bigger than you that he wants us to accomplish. And even me, I've had to put personal goals and personal dreams aside for the sake of the kingdom. Come on, somebody. See, right about now, it's supposed to be me, not Kobe Bryant with the five rings. Come on. It was supposed to be me and my brother, the Twin Towers, the dynamic duo. We're supposed to have those five rings right about now. So we, we've got to get rid of this self-grandizing illusion that is always about us. Because many people are frustrated about a dream that God didn't even give them. Mm-mm-mm. See, understand this. As children, we are fascinated by things we see on television. That's why children, they love cartoons. It's because of the animation. It's a fairy tale. It's, a, it's an imagination. It's not real. Amen. And children get caught up in the, in the cartoons, and, and they, they think it's their reality. But, but, but little do they know it's not, it's not real. And, and sometimes we do have childhood dreams and goals that's not in alignment with God's will. And although I wanted to be the NBA player, five-time champion, it was not God's best for me because he had another purpose and he had another place for me that Kobe couldn't even handle. Or LeBron, come on, somebody. Because you know what? By the time they retire, guess who's going to still be kicking it? John B. So what you going to do now, Kobe? Amen. You don't have that dribble like you used to have. Your back is kind of cracking now. What you going to do now? But John B. is going to still be on this platform preaching and teaching and impacting people with the kingdom message. So if I would have settled for something that, that was temporal, I would have missed the eternal. Because what God has for us is far greater than what money can do, than what pleasures can do, than what fame can do. I'd rather do what God called me to do. That's what we call kingdom living. See, some of you, you're so disappointed right now because of a dream that God didn't really give you. He says, you seek the kingdom. You seek the kingdom of God. You seek my presence, hallelujah. You seek my face, I'm going to show you. 
I'm going to show you how to prosper in this economic disaster. I'm going to show you, amen, how to get ahead in life. I'm going to show you, amen, that you don't have to climb the corporate ladder. You can have your own ladder. I'm going to show you. But you got to seek the kingdom first. God wants to bridge the gap because there's something he placed in my heart as a pastor that he wants you to connect with so that we can make a greater impact for God. Hallelujah. God is a God of purpose. He's a God of order. Everything that he created, he created to function in a certain place. My question is, are you in your place? Do you know your place? If you don't know your place, amen, it's time for you to start getting serious about knowing your place. The day is over for, amen, pew warmers. It's long gone. I mean, there's such an urgency now. How many of you can sense the urgency in the spirit? How many of you can see that Satan is not playing games? He's snatching souls left and right while we, as the body of Christ, we sitting back, amen, being jealous of one another. We sitting back finding fault with one another, amen, looking at each other down our nose. No, you can't do that. We've got a work to do in God's kingdom, and we cannot be concerned with foolishness. We cannot be about games or facades. We've got to be about kingdom business. Touch somebody that says kingdom business now. I don't want to hear no gossip. I want to hear the gospel. I don't want to hear no mess. I want to, come on, I want to be blessed. Amen. I don't have time for foolishness or games. It's time to make the impact that God called us as a church to make. Slap somebody and say kingdom business. Glory to God. So there are people within the body of Christ who are living out of order because they are not functioning in the place that God has called them to. So today, we're going to help you tonight. Amen? Amen. See, here's what I want you to understand. It's important for us, all of us, all of us. Somebody say all of us. All of us. It's important for all of us to do the will of God. Amen. Did you get that? Yes. God wants us all to do what he's called us to do. But you've got to find your place. Fill your space. Amen. Run your race. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's what we're going to help you do. We're going to help you find your place. Fill your space. And run your race. The race, according to Hebrews chapter 12, that is set before you. And if you just be concerned about the race that you are supposed to run, and everybody gets concerned about their place and their purpose, do you realize what this church can do? Because everybody is in their place. Amen. Glory to God. So go to Jeremiah 29. Let's look at Jeremiah. Because he's a young man. He was wanting to get married. And it's like God interrupted his, his dream to get married. Somebody said, oh, Lord, don't give me Jeremiah's mantle. And he was going about trying to fulfill his own purpose. But God spoke to him, Jeremiah chapter 29, and you are very familiar with it. 
verse 11. And he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord. Why is it that people live their lives as if God don't know what he's doing? And as if God, amen, is blind to the fact of what you're going through and what you have to deal with. He knows what he's thinking toward you. Now, here's the thoughts that he's thinking toward you. Amen. Said the Lord, thoughts of peace, shalom. I want to give you wholeness. I want to give you abundance. I want to give you, amen. I want to bring you into a place of shalom where nothing is missing. Nothing is broken and nothing is lacking. So there is thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. But again, many times we do this scripture in injustice because we don't continue to read the next two verses, which are the most important verses in this chapter. How are you going to know the thoughts of God? One translation says, I know the plans that I have for you. How are you going to know the plans of God? How are you going to know the purpose of God for your life? How are you going to find your place? I'm glad you asked. Again, no other person, no other place in life can satisfy you like God. You've got to build a relationship with the Father. God created you for fellowship because there's something he wants to tell you. But God cannot reveal a purpose or a plan to a person who's not talking to him. 